You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. Max Tungisala is a rising professional golfer who most recently placed 17th overall at the 2023 U.S. Adaptive Open at Pinehurst. Originally on track to play collegiate golf, his life took a dramatic turn in February 2022 when a skiing accident in Sun Valley, Idaho severed his spinal cord and left him paralyzed from the waist down. Adaptive golfing equipment, such as the Verticat, enabled Max to play golf again, competing nine months after the incident. So we chat with him about skiing, golf, college, and more. So Max, um, I thought I would just start by asking you to tell me a little bit about yourself and particularly how sports have been a part of your life, particularly from growing up, you know, in early, early, in your early childhood. Yeah. Um, so start off, uh, my name is Max Tungisala. I'm 19 years old. I'm from Ogden, Utah. Um, I attend Weber State University. Um, I'm per, I'm studying professional sales and finishing up generals right now. Um, and I've been sports in my life. They've just kind of been around my whole life. I started out playing every sport growing up with football, baseball, golf, um, even ping pong, basketball, all the stuff. And I pursued golf at a very young age and I've just been pursuing golf ever since. And, um, in terms of, would you say that's your favorite sport or activity or, um, or has it changed over time? I would say that my favorite sport right now is, is actually Alpine skiing. And I love that freedom of just on the snow. And so. Okay. So right now it's skiing, but golf is still very much a part of a part of your life then. Yep. Yep. And um, skiing and golf are individual, like really individualized sports, right? And I know that you also grew up playing some team sports. So do you prefer the individual sport over the team sport? I I would say I like individual sports, but I love being part of teams. I love like um, building other people up and I love seeing how they can succeed if I'm helping them. I love that. But like with sports, I would say I'm definitely more of the individual type type player. Yeah, and um, and that's properly. I mean, and I've folks that I've talked to that are kind of in individualized sports. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why they like individual sports is because it's all on them, right? They don't have to. I mean, if if they do bad, they know that they did bad, and they and, and it's not necessarily you know that they they did well and another person didn't, and and so it's all about individual performance and, yep. and and doing the best you can and and really competing against yourself in individual sports is that kind of why you like individual sports too yeah i would say that that um that i'm like it's kind of like a self-driven um attitude that you kind of have to have for especially for golf it's just you on the golf course it's just you and the ball trying to get into a hole so it definitely takes um a little bit of self-driven and self-motivating to practice and to do it all by yourself, really. 
And what do you what do you like about sports in general? I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, other than keeping fit and staying active, what other kind of uh, benefits do you get from participating in sports? I think it's just something fun that I like to do. I love being around it. Um, I think it, I think for golf especially, I find new friends. Like if I'm going out and playing by myself, I can get uh, I get paired up with some three other people for a foursome. And I think it's just fun talking to new people and seeing where they're from. And so that's what I like about it is like, it is an individual sport, but you're also growing um, with other people. And so that's kind of what I like about it. Yeah. And I definitely want to talk a a lot more about golf, but since you mentioned skiing, I'd love to learn a little bit about how you got Mm -hmm. into skiing. Obviously being from Utah, there's some great places in Utah to ski, but uh, how did you first get into skiing? I, my dad just taught, um, when my dad got us lessons, um, at a very young age, I started skiing around five, um, up here in Northern Utah at a snow basin resort, snow basin. Yeah. Um, and I love going skiing cause a lot of my friends, we always would go up skiing. We'd get checked out of school and we'd go up with, uh, with our older siblings. And so I have my siblings all ski. And so, uh, it was a fun family activity that we would do. And obviously hanging out with friends, all, a lot of my friends skied. So. Yeah. And I know some people, you know, aren't as uh, keen on the winter sports because of the elements and being cold. So how do you do, uh, when you're out in the cold and in the winter on the slopes? I love it. I'm, <laughs> even though I'm out on the snow, I'm still sweating and it's a, it's a good break. <laughs> I'm Polynesian. So I, just radiate heat off of my body so even even on the snow i'm still sweating i take off my helmet it's steaming with uh steam it's just steaming with sweat so it's a good break from the hot months in in the summer absolutely and how often do you get out on the slopes i go i try to go twice or three times a week yeah i try to get at least 50 days of skiing in the winter so you're, you, you definitely are hitting the slopes <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and, um, and what kind of a uh, ski equipment do you use? I use a, uh, a ski called the mono ski and uh-huh. it's basically just a bucket with one ski under. And then I have these things on my arms called outriggers yeah. and those is what helped me to turn and I can get on the lift by myself, get off, uh, by myself and so I can go anywhere on the mountain. That's what I love about it. It's the freedom that I get. Yeah. And so do you, uh, do you have your own mono ski or do you use like a pro the program equipment or do you have your own? Last year I used a programs equipment. And then this year I got my own from a grant from high five foundation awesome. and they, they helped me purchase my first, uh, mono ski. And what, what brand are you, what brand do you use? It's a Dyne access Hydra. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know that's a pretty popular monoski. Yeah, yep. And uh, and so, uh, are you black? Di- what's your what's your skill level? I'm, I would say I'm intermediate right now. Definitely yeah. last year was like beginner, beginning because it was my first season last year. Oh yeah, so, okay. So I'm I'm getting up there. <laughs> there you go. There we go. No no black diamonds yet, then, huh? I have done a few on accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's not how you want to be introduced to Black Diamonds, right? Yeah, I know. 
And then, um, and so do, is, is it something that you just want to do recreationally for fun? Um, or are you interested in like being, you know, taking them more seriously? Um, I kind of just love it. Just gives me a break from golf because I can be golf. Like there's a lot of, a lot, a lot of months where I'm golfing twice a day. So it's a good break, but I'm still golfing out. Of course, I'm still going to a range and hitting balls in the winter time, but I'm, I mostly take a little bit of a break from golf during the winter months to, uh, to have some fun and relax a little bit. (laughs) Exactly. It's a great unwinding opportunity and, and, uh, and just to have fun and as you said, and relax. And so let's talk about golf because I know you take golf a little bit more seriously than just the the fun thing. You're in it to win it. So let's talk a bit, a bit, a little bit about um, again how you got into golf and and what you're doing currently. Yeah, I got into to golf at the age of three years old. Um, my dad would take me out to the range uh, with me and my older brother, and those two kind of just inspired me to pursue the game and. I saw my brother playing in high school and I was like, Oh, I, I want to play in high school golf. And he ended up playing in college also. And I was like, Mm. Hey, I want to do that too. (laughs) And so basically I wanted to pursue college golf from the age of 14 till. And then I, I got a a golf scholarship during my senior year um, to go play college golf at uh, a little Juco school called central Wyoming in Riverton, just a small little town. Um, I got a full ride scholarship to go play there. Um, and so, yeah, I was super pumped about that, but I played all four years of high school golf varsity lettered, um, every year. And I placed top 10 in state for my high school, my junior year. Um, I placed top 10 in region just every year for my high school and the region that we were in. And now currently I play um, in a seated position. Now I play for the seated uh, category for USGA Mm -hmm. and I compete in just these um, tournaments for people with disabilities. And I've won one tournament at Torrey Pines for uh, an, an adaptive tournament. I've won the, uh, U.S. Adaptive Open at Pinehurst, North Carolina, um, with breaking the record of the lowest round uh, for seated players, which was two under par, uh, a seventy at Pinehurst. Awesome, uh, so which is an was, iconic place to play. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, wow. And and so, um, when did you kind of? Uh, when, how, tell me a little bit about how you acquired the disability and, and, and so th- did it happen obviously at, at, during your senior year or right after? So my accident happened during my senior year of 2022 in February, I was in a ski accident, um, up in Sun Valley, Idaho. And basically what happened was me and my friends were up there for just a weekend to, to just to go skiing really. And first day of the trip, first run, I had my accident on. I just hit some bumps and ice that knocked me off my balance. I ejected from both my skis, tumbling down the mountain. And that fractured my T12 vertebrae. And that left me paralyzed from the waist down because it severed my spinal cord completely. 
um, which leaves me at, at a T12 paraplegic complete. And yeah, that happened during my senior year. I still graduated high school mm-hmm. um, in May. So yeah, I was 18 years old when it happened. And because one of the things that you mentioned that I've, I'm really interested in is is what happened to that golf scholarship and why couldn't the the college still accept you as an adaptive athlete? At, um, they don't have really adaptive sports for colleges. They, I mean, they have basketball, but they basketball, I think I can't remember others, but they don't have really an adaptive golf program. I know once a couple of schools do, but I, uh, I want to compete against the able body players. I, yeah. I wanted to still play with everyone else, but yeah. Just uh, some rules don't apply for um, for me to play with able-bodied players. So I kind of had to uh, accept that I wasn't going to be able to do that and to just play in these adaptive tournaments. Yeah, and 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 they've come a long, come a long way in just a short period of time, really, right? So yeah. I know that there are some more more and more tournaments being developed and like you said the US adaptive open which is which was a huge thing when they when they announced that um mm-hmm. and have you played in both of them now then i think they've there's been at least two years of the US adaptive open right i just played in one the okay. other one the other one i didn't have any equipment to play on so i didn't i didn't uh, know what to do so i just yeah. waited for the next years so you're yeah exactly and, and since you mentioned equipment and uh, since we talked about the monoski I want to talk a little bit about the equipment that you use for for golf so talk a little bit about that yeah so I play in the Verticat and the Verticat is a machine that helps me stand up into a a golf position and mm-hmm. it's not just for golf it's for other stuff but for me I use it for golf and this machine I can do a full swing with two hands just all upper body um, it has a chest belt a waist belt and a knee belt. And so I'm able to stand all the way up, which is huge for the golf game because I, and especially for me, because I need the biggest swing Mm -hmm. um, for it. And the Verticat can go on greens in bunkers, long grass, short grass, preferably the short grass as as much (laughs) as possible. Um, But yeah, I, I found the Verticat just, um, a couple months ago, I would say it's for sure less than a year. Yeah. And I was before that I was playing in what it was called the Paragolfer. Um, same inventor, uh, Anthony Neto, um, inventor of the Vertica and Paragolfer. Um, and he's a great guy. He helped me uh find someone close to me where I can use it and practice. And eventually I purchased my own just last December a pair of golfer. I've, I purchased that last December and then I played all the way up to until the U S adaptive open. And then he told me about the Verticat and this thing changed adaptive golf for me of how I do stuff. Cause I had a whole routine and everything with the pair golfer. And so I kind of had to switch it up just like a month before the adaptive open. And it was still a little bit sketchy during the tournament wasn't really comfortable with everything, but I kind of just tried to focus on the golf during a tournament, of course. And then now I wouldn't go back to, to anything else. I wouldn't change it. I love the Verticat, um, just how accessible it makes everything for me. And I can do everything independently 
which was huge for me. And I didn't want to have to rely on someone for me to just to go golfing I, or just to practice. And so, yeah. You know, and, and so what's the, what do you, what would you say is the biggest difference between the pair of golfer and the Verticat? The Verticat, a lot more powerful. Um, I f- feel comfortable when I'm on the golf course. Like I don't have any worries that like about hills, especially um, with where the ball is, the lie, like I'm comfortable swinging at any position with the other one. I was a little bit nervous about some positions of where the ball was. If the ball was on a steep hill, I couldn't get the cart even to the ball. And now this one, I can go fly right by it. The battery life, the battery life is a lot better. The features that I have on it, I just make my life a little bit easier of teeing the ball up not having to reach back for some things and just a lot of more, I would say adaptability also. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's the awesome thing about any adaptive sports equipment is the, the evolution that we yeah. continue to see in the technology and the safety and, and all of the different functions that allow it to, to be able to make it accessible and to make it uh, a, a functioning piece of equipment. And, um, when you when you go from golf course to golf course, I know there are still some golf courses that uh, one don't have you know uh, this piece of equipment available, um, yeah. uh, and and so how do how do you how do you kind of navigate that that challenge when you want to go to different courses? Um, I would say. It's kind of just like unfair that some golf courses don't have the equipment mm-hmm. where like I, I always explain it to people like if I go into a building, it's supposed they're supposed to have like an, an elevator for me to get upstairs. And so why aren't golf courses having adaptive equipment for adaptive athletes that need to play golf or need it to play golf? Um, but for me, I'm lucky enough to to do everything by myself and I can go any golf course, but also it's kind of a hassle for me to, to hook up everything to like, a tra- <laughs> I, haul, I haul in a trailer. And so mm-hmm. it's sometimes hard for me to drive, <laughs> drive hours to go play somewhere or how accessible the parking lot is and stuff like that. Right. And particularly if you want to fly, right. If you want to, you know, fly to East coast or down South somewhere to play in a tournament, it, it poses definitely a lot of challenges. I know that that's, that's a big, that's the reason why I wanted to ask that question. Cause I know that uh, a number of adaptive golfers that I've talked to and that I know, I mean, that, that parity and that equity is uh, an accessibility for uh, individuals with physical disabilities that have the right and the opportunity to just play, you know, a sport that everyone else plays is, is kind of, uh, critical and and I'm, I'm glad you glad you shared that and what what is your kind of goal around the sport of golf what what do you uh envision what do you want to accomplish what are your some of your goals and objectives um i want to my main goal is just to show people that um i can still play golf in a wheelchair and i want to definitely express it more like on social media because i feel like that's a bigger platform where i can reach those people that are maybe in a rehab hospital or that just barely got injured because at the beginning of my accident i saw a few people that i was inspired by like dennis walters or larry sir um when i saw them playing in uh tournaments i was 
and I well, just playing golf, I was very inspired and I want to show like how I do everything for golf and maybe that they can still, uh, maybe they can pick up a new hobby or something and still go golfing with their friends and family and just to fill the game of golf and fill it out. Um, because it's such a great feeling going out with my brother and my dad still, especially now. Yeah. And that, that is a cool thing about several sports is that you can do it with, uh, you know, other adaptive athletes, or you could do it with, you know, family and friends, you know, no golf is one of those sports that it, it doesn't matter, uh, your ability or disability, you're able to uh, hit, hit the, hit the, hit the, hit the, the ball on the tee, able to enjoy the greens, able to get out and enjoy everything. And, and same question that I asked you about skiing, what is it about golfing that you like? Why do you, I know because golfing is frustrating to me when I, you know, because I never hit the ball the way I want to hit the ball. So um, I yeah. know some people find it relaxing, but I don't. So why, yeah. why do you like the sport of golf? Oh man, I golf is the most reliable thing. It it will not lie to you. When you hit the ball, it, it'll show where it's going. That's <laughs> true. It's it's um, it's a good feeling when I do hit it how I want it and where I'm supposed to hit it. I, I love that feeling. Um, or just simply as chipping and putting, just putting the ball in the hole, hearing that sound of the ball going inside the cup is, is amazing. And it's something I can do with obviously my family and friends. It's, uh, it's a fun, it, it's just fun to go out there for two hours, just hitting a golf ball with your, with my brother, especially. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely have that family bonding time and an opportunity to be together. And um, I know you, you mentioned that you uh, you know want to want to encourage others uh, by being able to play. But um, do you you know do you foresee wanting to stay in the competition circuit? And because uh, I know there is obviously some money to be earned and and an opportunity to to you know, perhaps make a living and as, as it, as the purses continue to grow and as, as adaptive golf, particularly in all sport, adaptive, all, all adaptive sports grows in parity and equity. Is this something that you aspire to do? Yeah, for sure. I, I'm a very competitive person. So like, I don't think I can ever like leave competition golf. I love competing, um, against other athletes, uh, and showing that I can still, be able-bodied players too from a seated mm -hmm. position so i i love that aspect but i also like eventually i'd love to be maybe like a teaching pro for other adaptive athletes and able-bodied players yeah you could get you get in be a be a pga pro and, and continue to teach at at a you know a local course or something and and so um you mentioned kind of a little bit about uh, you know, playing not just adaptive athletes, but um, is there a difference? Like, if you are if you are in a foursome, um, do, do as an adaptive athlete, do you get any? Um, uh, you know, I don't know. Like in wheelchair tennis, you get an extra hit of the ball, for example. So, are there ad adaptations in the rules, or is it pretty much the same game? It's it's pretty much the same game. There's the rule of we can move the ball six inches, but that's just a local rule. So if I were to go play in a, a tournament with able bodies, I'd have to talk about the, the local, like talk about the, that rule to the pro or to the assistant pro and 
eventually and hoping that they would allow me to do that. Um, also playing from the front tees because we're not hitting the ball very far with just, right. just our arms. Obviously it takes a lot of rotation to get power in the swing, but that's, um, that's not really a rule in the rule book quite yet. They mm-hmm. kind of just have rules for the stance and stuff like that. Uh, like if we hit it into a penalty area, we get four club links instead of two. And so. Gotcha. Yeah. So some minor adaptations, but really it's, this, it's the same sport. So if you like golf, you, you know, you can, you, you know, if, you, if you've always liked golf, you can, you can play golf, right? Yeah. yeah Cause I, I'm playing in a, uh, an amateur st- a tournament for, Utah Golf Association, and I would say that this is the first time in history that they've had a seated player mm. play in an amateur tournament. And so I've talked to the to the golf pro and to Utah Golf Association about it, and they were all for about changing the the roles for me playing uh, from the front tees and moving the ball six inches, which is kind of the only two rules that I really need. Yeah. And sometimes, as you just mentioned, then it, it's about being your own advocate, and you've got to advocate. Um, you know, as a, as an as anyone, anyone should be able to advocate for themselves. But obviously, I think sometimes people with disabilities don't do that as much as they as they as they can and should. Right? I mean, to be advocate for yourself and and yeah. and what you what you need and and what's what's required in order for you to be able to again just participate, just play, just have fun, just yeah. just uh, compete. Yeah, and for me, it was kind of like the I just want to be. I just want to keep up with pace of play. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be holding back a, the team, like the the players. I want to be able to keep up with them. And I think that would be the best option if I, if we could just play by my rules sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you mentioned obviously that you're a student out at Weaver state and, and what are you, um, what are you hoping? So outside of golf and outside of sports, what are you in, interested in doing? What are you right now plan as, as what you want to do in the future? Um, I, in my program, they have, um, a internship and stuff like that for the professional sales. And I love to do the internship for uh Utah golf association. Um, and so working in, uh, making the rules or applying how to set up for a tournament and stuff like that. Uh, I would still love to, to do sales for, for golf eventually. Yeah. So you're all in on the golf. It sounds like. <laughs> yep. Yep. And one of the, one of the things that you mentioned, Max, um, a, a little bit ago is obviously that you, um, when you were in recovery, you had two individuals that you were able to, to um, kind of learn about and, and, uh, and, and, and envision yourself being, um, how was that recovery process outside of that? I mean, did you, um, you know, did you, think that there were go- you were going to be able to do what you're doing now and um and and how did you overcome kind of you know some of the things that come with uh, you know our newfound um uh, situation sometimes yeah um my process of when I was in the hospital and at rehab it was kind of crazy and I if I would have known that I could have done all this stuff I'd probably wouldn't believe you that I'd be like the number one seated player in the United States. I'd like, there's no way, but, <laughs> um, it's, uh, that process was, it was hard for me at, t- at days, of course. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, still learning how to do simple tasks in my life. 
um, becoming independent, fully independent was a long process. Um, and so when I, uh, started doing more of these things, I realized that like I can do kind of whatever I want. Like when I first went out golfing by myself, I was like, if I can do this, I can, I can do whatever really I can, I can play in these tournaments. I can, I can still play and beat my brother in golf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, And so what advice now that you've been obviously through that, what advice would you give someone who may currently be in that situation? Um, to stay patient. I know as hard as it sounds, it's kind of just a, a patient game. And I'm lucky enough to have a lot of patience because I'm a golfer and I've played golf my whole life. You got to stay patient. <laughs> um, but also know that you're going to have bad days and just to find how to recover on those bad days. For me, Whenever I'd have a bad day, I would take five minutes out of the day to just be angry, be angry about myself, be like just mad about it. But then after that, go back to living life, move on, give Mm. yourself five minutes and keep going forward. That's the most important thing. Um, It's kind of just like golf. You have a bad hole, forget about it. If you keep thinking about that bad hole, you're going to continue to have more. So just focus on that next hole, that next shot. And everything will be better. And I've kind of taken that into my life. Just if I have a bad day, move on. You're going to, there's always tomorrow. So we're going to work on it. And yeah. And uh, last question I have for you, as I know you mentioned social media, what if people are just wanting to learn a little bit more about you or connect with you or follow your, your, you in competition, what social media platforms are you on and, and how do people connect with you? I'm on, I post regularly on Instagram, on TikTok. My Instagram is just mad.max42, um, same as TikTok. And then I post, that's most of like golf, life, skiing, fun things like that, living life in a wheelchair. And then I focus mostly on the golf side and showing off the Verticat on their page, which is Verticat. I think it's just Verticat stand up and play golf. Um, and so that's a very interesting page, just starting that, um, showing off the Verticat. And so those are the two pages that I uh, mostly post regularly on. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks, Max, for Max, for being our guest. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. <laughs>